0: 2 Corinthians chapter 9, just a page or two to your left there. And I'm telling you, y'all, what God does here is he just, he just clears off a space and he just throws out this blockbuster of a verse that has to do with grace. And oh my goodness, it is, it, it, it'll, it'll rock your world if you let it. Paul tells us something here that he had learned about God's grace. And watch what he says. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always have an all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. And you know what? The mistake we make so often, and I read the verse like that for a purpose because that's the way when we're reading our Bible at night to get through our three chapters so we can feel good about ourselves. That's sometimes the way we read verses like that and God is not able... To take his word and do in us what he's wanting to do. Now, let's go back and let's work it for a second. Look at verse 8. And just look at the first two words for for a second. And God. Okay, now, now Listen. It doesn't matter what kind of physical, mental, financial, social, or emotional circumstances you find yourself in out there. When you're facing a situation, and the odds are stacked against you, you're facing a situation in life that has no human explanation, has no human solution, and you're just absolutely beside yourself. You know what you need to do? Just take every single thing that's going on in your life, make a list of it, and then just add those two words. Just add God to the equation, and I promise you, just by doing that, it'll change the situation beginning with your attitude. You know what? Our problem is we go through all this stuff that's going on in our life, and we feel like we've been forsaken, and so what we do is we never do what the first two words tell us to do. We never add God into the equation. Paul says, and God, look at it, and God what? Is Able. Now check this out. It's not that that God might be able in some situations. It's not that God could be able if he jolly well pleases. It's not that God would like to be able in your situation. No, 100 times out of 100, he is able. A thousand times out of a thousand, he is able He is, check it out, able. He has the ability to do whatever the situation calls for. And he has the ability to enable us to be able to face whatever it is that we're facing. Paul says, and God is able. Watch this now. Not just to provide you. He's able not just to provide you grace, but what? All grace. All the grace you need. All the grace the situation calls for. It's not going to lack one single thing, not for one single second, but check it out. The the grace he'll give you won't just be all you need. He says that all grace will abound. In other words, there'll be grace in abundance. There'll be more than enough. There'll be more than you need. There'll be enough to spare. It'll abound. And he says, it's not just that God's ability could cause grace to abound he says he's able to what? to make to make all grace abound and check it out not just abound toward the situation not just abound toward the circumstances but toward what i love this toward you god's interested in you this is all about his love and his grace toward you and here's the purpose Look at it. That ye, that you'll what? That you'll have sufficiency. Watch now. Not just sufficiency in some things. Not just sufficiency in a lot of things. Not just sufficiency in most things. But so that you'll have sufficiency in, say it, all things. And, and not just sufficiency in all things, but all sufficiency in all things, and not just all sufficiency in all things, but so that you'll always have all sufficiency in all things. You know, I, I think that just maybe there might be a subtle message that God's trying to get through to us. And all of this is not just so you can do good works, but so that you can do, what does it say? Every good work. And not just so you can do every good work, but so you can abound to every good work. Do you see what Paul's trying, you see what he learned about grace? Do you see why when God comes and he says, Paul, I ain't going to remove it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you grace. He says, end of story. Okay, I'm fine with that because all I'm going to need is with all of these situations, man, God, when you step in and you bring your grace, I know this, I ain't just going to get by by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. I'm going to abound in this thing. And the power of Christ is going to rest upon me. And you know what? Some of you folks have got thorns that you're dealing with right now in your life. And and God wants to use those in your life to cause you to become obedient unto death. He wants to use those things to bring you to a point of total weakness and nothingness and death to self. And some of you are struggling with this whole thing because number one, you've forgotten why those things are in your life. You've forgotten that the reason that those things are going on is so that you could become weak, so that His strength could be made manifest through that body of yours, and so the power of Christ could rest upon you. That's why it's there. And others of you are struggling because, number two, you're resisting His grace. And would you look again at verse 8? God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Okay, now listen, folks. When the Egyptians are in pursuit of you, when your enemies are in pursuit of you and they brought you to a place to where you're at a Red Sea and there's no way out and it looks like there's no way through, remember verse 8, God in that situation is able to make all grace abound toward me that I will always have all sufficiency even in this thing so that I can abound even through this to every good work and listen when you've done the only thing that you've done is what is right and you refuse to eat the king's meat and and you've refused to bow to the gods of this world and, and and persecution comes upon you because of it and the enemy commands that you're bound and cast into the midst of the fiery furnace Remember verse 8. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency and all things may abound to every good work. And when the consequences of doing right take you from being in the midst of a fiery furnace and you're thrown into the the midst of a, a den of lions where they're just roaring and they're ferocious and hungry and you look around and there's no way up and there's no way under and there's no way out the sides... Verse 8, God is able. And you know know why some of you are struggling with God's ability? You you look at verse 8, God is able, and and you're you're sitting there this morning going, I want to believe this, but I'm really struggling with trusting His ability. You know why? You know why you're struggling? Listen, it's because right now you're in the middle of that Red Sea. It's because you're in the middle of that fiery furnace. It's because you're, you're in, in, in the middle of that lion's den. And, and let me just ask you, now think with me, I know it's getting late. Listen, listen, we're almost done. How did God show His ability at the Red Sea, y'all? I mean, did He just beam them to the other side? No. He parted the waters and He brought them through the Red Sea. And how did God show his ability in that fiery furnace with those three Hebrew children? Did did he just yank them out of the thing? No, you know what the Bible says? He got into the fire. And he walked with them through it. And because he was walking with them through it. They didn't have a single hair on their body singed and their body didn't, when they came out, didn't even have the smell of smoke. And how did God show his ability to Daniel in that lion's den? Did he just yank him out of there? Did he just remove the lions? No, you know what the Bible says? He sent the angel of the Lord into that den of lions. You know who the angel of the Lord is? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? Rather than yank him out of there, rather than take the lions out of there, Jesus got down into that den with Daniel all through the night. And he closed the mouth of the lions. Do you get it? God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, Listen. I'm never going to allow there to be anything that is ever going to come into your life that is going to be more than I'm going to give you the ability to be able to handle that thing. And with that thing that comes into your life, I will make a way of escape so that you will be able to bear it. But now listen, the way out, the way out of the Red Sea, the way out of the fiery furnace, the way out of the lion's Den isn't, Removal. The way of escape is through it. And as you're going through it, Jesus says, I'll give you all the grace you need to handle it to the place to where you will, even in the midst of that thing, abound to every good work. you gotta be obedient and I'm telling you every single day of our life we walk into that garden between my will and thy will and we're making a choice about whether or not we're gonna become obedient unto death and there will come painful situations that really hurt That really do humble you. That really do humiliate you. But we're not there alone. And through the weakness that we feel at that moment, if we'll become obedient, you know what will happen? Self will be crucified. Self will die. And once we've died, hang on, buddy because you're getting ready to experience something. You know what it is? Bam! The power of the resurrection. The power of Christ rests upon you at that point, and it's no longer you who are doing all this for God. It's God has got you out of the way, and He's doing it through you. And Paul says, oh my goodness, <laughs> Those, that experience of being caught up it would it'd be, it'd be against the law for me to even tell you about what I saw and what I heard but man I don't even think about glory in that anymore I glory in my infirmities because that's where the power is